Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network, home of the Firebird Book Awards and the Positive Change Podcast Awards. We also feature one-on-one interviews with important guests, people who have something to say that you need to hear. And if you have something to say and would like to be featured on the network, please visit speakuptalkradio.com for all of the details or contact us at pr at speakuptalkradio.com. I am Pat Rullo, and right now I am happy to share a returning author with you. She is Karen Kay. Karen is a multi-published author of Native American historical romances. She has been praised by reviewers and fans alike for bringing the historic American Indian culture to life, and she has been nominated for several different awards. Karen's great-grandmother was a Choctaw Indian, and because of this, she is honored to be able to write stories that depict the Native American point of view. All of her books concern the Native American culture, and Karen says, with the power and passion of romance, I hope to bring about an awareness of the vital forces that helped shape the American Indian culture. There are some things that should never be forgotten. And I agree with that. I'm happy to have you back. Welcome back, Karen. Hi, thank you so much. I looked at the last time we spoke was November of 2016. Do you believe that? Wow, long ago, huh? (laughs) A lot has happened since then, for sure. You've written a lot of books since then. How many books have you written as of today? Uh, 23. I'm engaged in writing 24, the third in this new series right now. So you're writing pretty much full time? No, (laughs) Uh, sort of. Sort of, but um, I have grandkids, you know, that I I see at least twice a week mm-hmm. and uh, help to care for them a little bit at least, and um, and then also I have farm chores. You could say I I, I write as full time as I can. There you go. Oh. All right. <laughs> so that your great grandmother was Choctaw Indian, and so obviously you wanted to honor the Native American culture. Way back when, when you first started, why did you turn to writing as a way to share this honor? You know, uh, there was a time period in my life, uh, early on when I had young kids. They were, uh, one was just born and the other was, uh, three, no, two. The three years apart. <laughs> and, um, my, uh, husband, who's an ex, was often gone. It wasn't a bad thing. He was just often gone. He was interning and, uh, he was gone for mm, often on, uh, probably a couple of years. So I was alone a lot. And because he was an intern, uh, there was not money. So I worked and I took care of the kids. You know, I, I was everything, you know, <laughs> during that time period. And it was tough for me. And I found relief in reading romance books. Um, I'm also, uh, tend to be afraid of the dark, not so much anymore, but I was then. And so I would read myself to sleep every night and those books became friends. And so when I decided I wanted to be a little bit more artistic, I'd grown up in music and that sort of thing. Um, I turned to writing and of course I wanted to write romance books because Truly, they became my friends. I always like to hear about the journey that took somebody from where they were to becoming a, an author and a writer and why. And Well, that just makes so much sense. Such an organic trip. Yes, <laughs> it 
was. I even I don't know if I still have them. There were so many pictures of me um, at that time, and I always had a book in my hand. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing. All right, well, let's talk about your first book in this newest series, The Medicine Man. It's titled She Steals My Breath, which was released in March of last year. So uh, maybe just give us a peek into that book, and then we'll head into your second book as well. Oh, sure. That book, honestly, um, came to me. I've been wanting to write a series about the medicine men for a long time, but it's a lot of research and a lot of things that I, I really don't know and have not really wanted to investigate it too heavily because I've always thought of it in a negative way. There Again, there was a period <laughs> right before I started writing this book that the hero of the book, excuse me when I say these things, I think of these heroes, these characters in the books as, as real people. <laughs> anyway, he came at a time when um, there was, you know, something happening in my life that was very, very uh, emotional. This, he, this character sort of guided me into the medicine man frame of view. And the more and more I delved into it, the more and more I realized how much I had been wrong about it. You know, uh, you, you kind of see little clippets and movies and stuff, and they make it look sometimes not so good and sometimes okay, you know, but kind of like they were not, they were kind of, oh, I don't know what you would say, but not the kind of hero that we think about. And so this character, it's this character that guided me through this, believe it or not, and I started reading more and more of real medicine men, and I went, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I've been so wrong. How could a person be so wrong about this? But, you know, I had misconceptions about it, and unfortunately, sometimes media leads you in that direction, and so it's been an awakening sort of for me. Because the medicine men in the old days were doing their best to help people who were injured or sick or unable, and they relied on the creator completely to help them to cure or, or help a person to get well. It was always the creator who uh, made the person well, working through the medicine man. If, and then I found out, this is another really, really uh, important thing that I discovered in my reading. And and so I go into it in my books a bit, but the, the real true medicine men in the past had a moral code that they kept as much as they could. You know, they're only men. They're not, you know, they're only men working through, uh, God was working through them or the creator or whatever they called the creator that at that time, Wonkin Taka or or um whatever their own name for it was. It was the creator. And the creator would guide them, you know, the guide them. They they were trained, highly trained, and they would find out what was wrong with the person, but it was the creator who would guide them to the cure, if that uh if that makes sense. Not like the herb or the tea or mm-hmm. the this or the that or the mud or whatever it was that would 
would help them and the creator would guide them to it. If they violated their moral code too much, uh, they're only men, but if they went too far astray, the creator would simply stop working through them. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. And so it's in my books. You know, I don't, I try not to go into that too heavily because it is a romance book. Right. It's been eye opening for me, this series. Wow. And as much as I can without going deeply, deeply, deeply into it, I bring it a few points up here and there. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was the character in that first book that guided me to this. And, and I'm sure now that you are familiar with this and this is with you, it will color probably all of your future books in some way or, or the other. You're right. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. You know, this this last book that I did, it's a similar title and they're often confused. And it's She Captures My Heart. And uh, he's in the first book too, but, you know, just a little cameo appearance. And I do not delve into the medicine man frame of mind too much, but I use it in a way that the hero is really stumped on what to do because the heroine is asking him to do something out of his moral code, (laughs) if that makes sense. And so he is in a conundrum in that book. And it's that book is a little bit of a lighter touch of a book, to tell you the truth. Because of the heroine is just kind of, she knows what she wants and she's about, and she wants to get it. <laughs> and I love that that was just a newly released book in December. And you said that it hit number one on Amazon for 10 days in the new releases category for American historical romance. How exciting was that? It was mind blowing, actually. <laughs> it's the first time I've hit, I've done that. I have, you know, in the past when I used to write for Avon, um, and Berkeley, I would hit lists here and there, you know, like um, uh, there was one time I was on the New York Times. There was another time, you know, never, never real high, but, you know, they have they had like their lists and stuff. And and I would hit that from time to time, but never like this, like it, it stayed at number one for 10 days. Every day I would turn on my computer and then look at it and I go, wow, it's still there. <laughs> So that was that was thrilling. Was that the one I saw that had like 191 reviews, or was that the previous um, one? That might be the. Let me see. That might be the first. Yeah, book. she steals my breath. Okay. I have I have I have several books that have well over 150 reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm not sure. That might be the first oh, book, yeah, and that might be my last series. Oh. I had my last series was the um, Wild West series um, that that goes into uh, these characters that are part of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, <clears throat> and I know that that book, the first book in that, which was um, what's its name, The Eagle and the Flame, that one had I think about 180 some oh. reviews. So you have quite a following. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Not a surprise when you put out that that many books, especially within the same genre. So then then people are looking forward to it and, you know, and wondering what else she's going to come up with. And are you working on the third book to this series, She Paints My Soul? 
Yes. yes. Uh, that's a, believe it or not, that is an extremely American Indian title. Um, very much so. Uh, just, you know, I, I put this in my books because I use the word a lot. At this time period, uh, the Indians, uh, there was no other word for that race except Indian that we had. And it did not come from Columbus. Uh, not that we know of. Uh, Columbus even makes mention of it being a Spanish word for uh, rocks with God. And um, anyway, at the time when Columbus discovered America, it was not called, India was not called India. So it doesn't make sense that he would have called them Indians. And in truth, the Spanish had been there and so many different people had been there. And it looks like the Spanish words, um, Indio, Indios, or something like that, might be the actual uh, derivation of the word. But that's just from my constant thirst to learn more that, about what I'm writing about. Tell us about your covers. How does the cover art come about? Um, I have a cover artist that I work with. Um, I've had two. And, um, you know, they work differently. Both of them work in a different manner. They're both, um, I, I consider them creative geniuses, actually. And um, usually I will um, give them, sometimes they'll give me an idea, but uh, honestly, nowadays it seems like I have my my uh, feelers out on covers a lot because, you know, I'm involved in them now. And I'll give them um, like a pose of, of a couple of people, and then they make the whole cover based on that. And I'll, I'll give them as much information as I can, like the setting and what it looks like and that sort of thing. But the cover is really the cover artists that I hire do that, and they are talented. Yes, it's so important to have or to find cover artists and illustrators that could make your work come to life so that you feel happy with them. Yes. Oh, very much. Very much. I, I, I love it. And uh, every time every time I get uh, an email that has the new cover, I'm just thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see what it looks like. <laughs> I know. It's so exciting, isn't it? So you, you've done up to 24 books in pretty much the same genre. Would you ever consider writing something completely out of that genre, something different? And if so, what would it be? Um, I, I have considered that. Um, and again, it would be something in romance because, because, like I said, of the story, you know, of what brought me uh, to writing uh and my own consideration. I, I think it would be romance. Within this genre, you can have a lot of different things. There's a lot of paranormal in my books. It's um, what I would call American Indian paranormal, but there's a lot of paranormal. Um, not in all of my books. There's one series, The Lost Clan, that is romance. It's, a, it's really a solid historical with a lot of paranormal. And... Um, this series has a lot of paranormal in it too because of the um, of the um, subject I'm dealing with, the medicine men. And um, also, I have a couple of books that are mysteries, what I call a mystery, you know, a whodunit book. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Lakota Princess is one of those, and the other one is Red Hawk's Woman. Both of them are mysteries. So you can do a lot of things with this genre. And my books um, also, also are in the genre of adventure and Western. You know, so I don't feel really the need to go into another genre because I'm very happy yeah. with what I'm doing. And... um if I did anything, I think I would go through and and try to write maybe young adult books or, or uh, you know, a younger generation book. Maybe make some of my books for the younger set, you know, take out what I would have to take out. But writing is a little bit consuming. You can get consumed with it, and a book is done when it's done, and that takes as long as it takes, you know. <laughs> and it's always longer than you think. <laughs> One of the problems is time, uh, you know. Yes. Where would I get the time to do something else is is a problem because um, I, there's a lot going on, sure. you know, in a person's life usually. Yep. It's not just writing. There's other people, there's family, there's this, there's that, you know. <laughs> well, that's all good, too, and, because um, it, it gives you some balance and rounds things out and gives you a perspective other than your own. Yes, and the fact that I can write all these different kinds of things in the same genre is wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, I, if I wanted to, I could write a mystery. You know, if I wanted, you know, while it being a solid historical Native American book, you can add the mystery, you can add the adventure, you can add the Western part, you can add, you know, there's a lot you can do. Yep, yep, yep. So you're definitely not narrow. You can you can expand this in all kinds of directions. That's great. I like the idea of young adult, too, because I think you could teach a lot uh, and get a lot of information out through your work. And so the, the younger folks coming up will be able to at least uh, get something from all of your knowledge. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple people who keep telling me about this, and I keep going, okay, I uh -huh. just don't know. Where do you get the time? <laughs> no, I understand. Just put, put it on the back burner for a little while. Um, yeah. All right. Well, as, yeah. as we begin to wrap up, I want to make sure we're not missing anything that you wanted to talk about today. You know, not really. Uh, we've talked a lot, uh, a bit about the medicine men. Um, and my journey into learning more about them and really coming to respect them completely for what they were doing and the life that they led because it was how many medicine and books have I read? <clears throat> um, mainly, there's mainly two. Let me just get up here for a minute and kind of go over to my bookshelf. There's Black Elk Speaks. He was a Lakota medicine man. Mm -hmm. And there's also uh, Fool's Crow, who is another medicine man. And both of them talk about the journey being so very, very difficult, a very difficult life to lead because, not just because of the moral code that they must keep if they want to continue to be able to help people, which they do, but also um, a medicine man rarely asks for any uh, recompensation for what they do. They depend upon people to just, you know, in the old days, people would automatically just, you know, give them something, you know, that was valuable to them. So it's, it, it works both ways, you know. Um, they were not in the 
let's make lots of money business, <laughs> you know, not at all. And then the life that they did leave was, was a difficult path, but they both chose it willingly and wanted to do it. And it was very, very uh, good for them. Uh, it turned out to be wonderful for them and their family life and, and different aspects, but hard life to live. Even in today's society, which is pretty materialistic, there are people about who want to do the right thing and are always in their thoughts <clears throat> the other person. You know, you see it particularly in marriages and um, some pastors and, you know, you, you see it a lot in your everyday, um, what, what would you call it? Your everyday Joe, I guess. <laughs> Um, now, the Blackfeet, which is where I'm centering my medicine men, also had a lot of medicine women. Mm -hmm. And I find that fascinating, too. Wow, so much to learn. As you learn, you keep writing, so then we can learn from you. So thank you. Thank yes. you for the work that you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, now, if you would then share maybe any and all contact information where folks can find out more about you and where they can get to all of your books. Sure. Most, all my books are at Amazon. There are not, um, I also have many books at Barnes and Noble and Kobo, Google, um, iTunes, um, some libraries and that sort of thing. All of my books are at Amazon, all 23 of them. And then I'm writing 24. I'm in the process of it right now. Um, so that would be the place to find me online. And then I very much welcome, my website is uh, novels-by-karenk.com. Uh, and you can, you can go there and you can just browse around the, the website and, and see different things. I have lectures on writing there in different places and lots of tour pictures and, you know, different things like that. And I also encourage people uh, to write to me. I love it. It's like the bright spot in my day, you know, <laughs> uh, when people write to me. And I have a um, an email uh, that I can give out okay. that people can write to me directly. It's uh, karenk.author at start, S-C-A-R-T, mail.com. Now, it's in the back of all of my books, that information. But, you know, I, I would love to just give it here and encourage people to write. I do... I do like it. Oh, sure. That feedback really helps. Sometimes you feel like you're working in a vacuum and is anybody out there? So it's always nice to hear from people. So I encourage folks to head over to your website, novels-by-karenk.com. We're looking forward to the third book in the Medicine Man series titled She Paints My Soul and get a copy of She Steals My Breath and She Captures My Heart from Karen K. Karen, I hope we don't wait another six or seven years to speak again, but I'm so happy we had this chance. <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you for the interview.